0: So Dramatic acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and future and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people and cultures. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. i oh, you. How dare you? Why can't I see that? Yes, we've never had a real life diva. Warning. Says, who does he think he is? I have some dirt. Will you confirm or deny? Maybe you should listen. Warning. Oh my God. Okay, let's focus. From reality TV to real life, it's all just so dramatic with Megan Percetto. What up, drama army? Or should I say salami army? We had a rebrand this week following Regina George's antics last weekend, which I think I'm still in shock from. Seriously. I don't know if my brain will ever be able to compute what Tamara did and just how dumb and effed up it was. Anyway, thank God I was left alone this weekend. Speaking of Tamara, we have another big, big show today. Two shows, in fact. Get ready for another explosive double episode of Married at First Sight Carnage, plus other stuff. Because the fallout from the Tamara voicemail episode was so explosive, I've had to dedicate an entire episode to the drama. Drama with a capital D. And this episode was already jam packed, filled to the brim, and we really need to separate the trash from the treasure. So straight after this, go and listen to that bonus episode because seriously, a lot of shit has gone down since I played those screeching voicemails to the world including Tamara losing her job as a result. Yup, goodbye real estate, hello Centrelink. Now I have every single detail about what has happened since I dropped the voicemails, episode 178. Make sure you go and listen to it straight after this. Some like it mild, but we like it hot on this show. Extra spicy hot salami coming right up. Coming up today has Bachelor star, Bella Varela split from her boyfriend, Will Stocko. Meanwhile, her other ex, Byron Bay's Nathan Favreau looks to have a new bay. Our very first Dr. D patient from the class of Married at First Sight 2022 is revealed. Another day, another name and another job for Andrew Davis. Even more women come forward about Married at First Sight's resident super spreader Mitch Ennard and MAFs resident villain Olivia Fraser has an unexpected new job after losing her job during MAFs and she's coming for Dom's crown. Meanwhile, Olivia's mum is forced into hiding following her daughter's controversial stint on the show. The shocking math scene that everyone missed that needs to be called out. The truth about Lockie Gilbert and Paulie Fennick's feud on SAS Australia, plus the identities of three new Big Brother contestants is revealed. The fallout from Survivor star Geordie Hansen's ex-girlfriend speaking out about how he dumped her for Sam Frost. And I also have Sam's response to the interview. And Married at First Sight's Martha Califatitis is in hot water again over an unethical sponsored Instagram post plus lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Let's start as always with our celebrity sightings of the week. XOXO Gossip Girl. Spotted bachelor couple Lockie Gilbert and Irina Sibranovska. loved up on holidays. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Spotted, Loki and Irina are staying at Voco Kitchen Park in the Hunter Valley. They're at the table next to us, hee hee looking cute and coupled up. Loki is taller than I expected. Irina's whole fam is also here. Very wholesome. My fiance is my hero. He knew that you would say pics or it didn't happen. So he did this. She then sent like a very, very far away photo of Loki and Irina eating, <laughs> eating dinner. Not very interesting at all, but good to know that they are still going strong and an A-plus for this spy for this semester, and an A-double-plus for their fiance. XLXL. Speaking of Lockie Gilbert, it looks like his bachelor runner-up, Bella Varellis, may have already split from her boyfriend, Will Stoko. On Saturday, Will posted a photo of a building with this caption, Selling two return tickets to Bali in May. Hit me up you'll be saving $1,000, booked them ages ago, so got them cheap, and now can't go. So if anyone wants them, let me know. An hour before this, Bella posted a quote from a book which read, how do you keep going? Asked Tiny Dragon. Sometimes, said Big Panda, even the smallest step is better than no step. Now, as we know, social media is a language that we are all should be all fluent in by now. And nothing says breakup more than a not so subtle Instagram quote and a hot sale of a romantic holiday. Watch this space. Now onto Bella's other ex-bay spotted Byron Bay star Nathan Favreau with a potential new girlfriend. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Nathan Favreau is clearly dating Casey Hill. Check the tag photos on his dog Nia's Instagram. At Casey Hill has tagged herself in them and they have a lot of pics taken at the same places, i.e. the W Brisbane, Van Gogh experience, etc. Now, I went and took this spy's advice and did a little digging and they are indeed right. Casey has tagged Nathan's dog Nia in a number of photos on her page and they have shared photos at the same place at the same time. Now, this might just mean that they are friends who both have dogs or maybe their dogs are friends. So I don't want to put it out there and say that they are definitely dating because last time I did that to Nathan, he got a little angry. Never forget. But in my world, as someone who doesn't like dogs, you are definitely not hanging out with his dog unless you're dating him. Unless you're in love with him. Period. XLXL. Whilst we're on the topic of Nathan Favreau, One So Dramatic Spy sent me this little juicy, interesting tidbit. So Punky did a bay or nay with the Byron Bays video with Nathan and our mate Jade Kevin Foster from the show. And it's basically a do you like or don't you like kind of situation. Now during the video, Nathan was asked if he liked the COVID vaccine. And he was like, no. And then the next thing he was asked was does he like abby chatfield and he was like yes we're really good friends let me play you the audio touchy subject wow (laughs) um definitely not a fan of the vaccine abby Abby chatfield i'm a gemini definite bae i love abby she's the best no we've been friends for a long time and yeah she's a good chick we've definitely had a few drinks together and like, yeah, shit's got wild. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> Maybe a tit flying around here and there. <laughs> the spy then asked me, but hasn't Abby gone on several rants saying that she would never even associate with anti-vaxxers and none of her friends are anti-vaxxers? Yes. Yes, she has. And then I was thinking about how many people I've seen on my Instagram feed talk about quote unquote close friends they've lost because of the vaccine. I've lost no friends, you know why? Because my friends talk about sex, politics, and religion, and I know where they f-ing stand. I would, I didn't call my friends and go, "Are you vaccinated?" You know why? I knew they were vaccinated. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even need to ask them, and not because, not because we talk about vaccines, because we all have similar outlooks on life. And if one of my friends, if one of my friends didn't get the vaccine, I would, I would call their mother. And I would say, Is something wrong with Georgie? XLXL. Now, that was our little palate cleanser of non maths content. Before we get into the toxicity of the married at first sight sightings, here we go. Buckle up. Spotted our very first Dr. D patient from the married at first sight class of 2022. One so dramatic spy sends us this spotted first in to get their new teeth post maths this season. My friend posted this from yesterday with her dog while she was in there for her own appointment. They then sent a photo of intruder Matt Ridley. They added he brought his own paparazzi with him and they were taking photos of him walking into the salon and then came in to do more photos. She said it was next level embarrassing and cringe. (laughs) God, these reality stars are not even trying to pretend that they didn't call the paps anymore. They are just out there calling them up in full-blown daylight from a bloody payphone out the front of the place. They may as well just put it on a freaking billboard too whilst they're at it. Speaking of cosmetic dentist to the stars, Dr. D, he had even more Married at First Sight visitors this week spotted Bryce and Melissa taking their twins Tate to get veneers. Well, not just yet anyway, but Melissa did write this on Instagram, taking Levi and Tate to visit their favorite future dentist, Dr. D. God, these kids don't even have teeth yet. And Bryce and Melissa are already planning their veneers. I have to read out my favorite comment from the Facebook group when I posted this. It was from Matt who won the internet with this comment. It said, Dr. D's waiting list must be as long as those of the best private schools. XLXL. Another day, another name, another gym for Married at First Sight's Andrew Davis. Spotted Andrew working at another gym after already transferring gyms, I think once or twice before, one so dramatic spy sends us this. Just saw Andrew, brackets, Texas guy, a.k.a. my least favourite married at first sight contestant of all time. Even below Bruce (laughs) at my gym. Looks like Snap Fitness didn't want him, lol. It took all of me not to blast him for being a disgusting misogynist. Hashtag Team Holly. Wait, don't you mean James from Maths? So, as Sojournic previously revealed, Andrew is now going under the alias of James and also working at Snap Fitness in Haverfield. However, it looks like he's changed gyms again, if this tip-off is correct. I wonder what name he's going under now. Watch this space. Hold up, there is another update. The spy then added a couple of hours later. Plot twist, he's my club manager. She then added a very stressed looking emoji. But wait, there is more. Another plot twist. A second spy wrote, Hey, so Andrew from Maths just got a job at my work. I work at Fitness First. He works at another branch nearby. He's a full-on club manager now too. He started at Fitness First this week. Now, is it just me or is anyone else out there wondering why Andrew might've left his previous job so quickly? He's literally super spreading himself around the gyms of Sydney. I hope he doesn't come to my gym. I've already got Carolina there and one Married at First Sight contestant per gym is more than enough more than my fair share, consider the quota filled. Speaking of Carolina, spotted Daniel from Married at First Sight at, you guessed it, the gym. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Hello, I love your podcast so much it gets me through my day. I just wanted to say that I saw the one and only Daniel from Maths in Town Hall in Sydney the other day, heading to the bathroom in what seemed like a bathroom break from the gym. Rackets, UFC gym not too sure no 24-7 sidekick to be seen with him but he sure walks around with his nose up in the air like he was some kind of royalty evidence they've then sent a super awkward video of themselves trying to secretly film Daniel whilst their poor dad sat opposite them trying to act as like some sort of shield (laughs) she was pretending that she was taking a photo of her dad and I think he's eating some insignificant meal in a Westfield shopping center, but she's really taking a photo of Daniel walking past in the background. We have all done this before. I do this all the time. I'm like, babe, pose for this photo. And then I like literally zoom into the corner. No shame at all in doing this. We love to see it. And as I always say, pics or it didn't happen. Spotted Mitch Ennard from Married at First Sight, up to his usual super spreading antics again. One so dramatic spy sends us this. A girl I work with met Mitch on the Gold Coast a few weeks ago and they have been Snapchatting. He's very desperate for my colleague to come to his place all of the time. She was showing me the receipts. Apparently, they met at the casino on the coast, tried to get her to sneak out of the back to an Uber to his house, but she said no, and then he asked for her number and Snapchat, and they have been chatting since. The messages she showed me he was just non-stop begging her to come to his house and she thought he was gross so kept refusing to go. He also begs her constantly to send him photos of her. I'll let you know if she gives any more info next week when I see her so I think I've lost count. This is like the 157th chick that has come forward saying that they've been approached by Mitch, they have hooked up with Mitch, they're dating Mitch, slept with Mitch. So many chicks, so little time for Mitchy boy. We need a tally. I'm losing track. I wonder if Tamara is jealous that so many women have touched Mitch's dick. XOXO. Spotted Céline Mangu at the Rip Curl Pro. <laughs> a very, very weird flex. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Hey, I have some tea. It's not that spicy, but it's still tea. I'm a local at the surf coast in Victoria and I was at Bell's for the Rip Curl Pro. The pro was amazing and everyone was focused on the amazing local and international surfers. Then Celine and a group of her friends walked right in front of all of the professional camera setup and she had a Rip Curl Pro jumper draped around her shoulders and her friends were taking photos. I was there first thing in the morning and they got there, took their photos and left. They didn't even watch any of the heat. Everyone was laughing at how stupid they looked getting pics when major famous surfers were right in front of them. I had too much secondhand embarrassment to film it, <laughs> but I stalked and her friend did a video of them at the pro. Haha. <laughs> well, hope this gossip isn't too boring, but she was walking around like she was famous or one of the pro's wives. RIP me officially deceased. I will put this video up on So Dramatic Online or the podcast page if you would like to take a look. Spotted Married at First Sight villain Olivia Fraser applying for a new job after losing her role as a teaching assistant and driving instructor following her controversial stint on Married at First Sight. One So Dramatic spy sends us this. Looks like Olivia has a new passion at Mecca. They then sent a screenshot of a Zoom group chat, which Olivia was in. I was like, is this for a job? They said, yes, girl. She's in a group call on Zoom with heaps of other applicants and Mecca management for a group job interview. But this wasn't the only person who knew about Olivia's potential new job. A second source also revealed this intel to So Dramatic this week saying, hey, Olivia is applying for a casual position at Mecca now. They then wrote... Olivia, please stay away from Mecca. It's my happy place and I couldn't handle seeing her there. (laughs) Literally. Imagine going into Mecca and having Olivia from Math serve you. (laughs) I would be worried she'd like pour some cyanide into my foundation bottle if she did like me or like leak my personal credit card details or something. Cut up my makeup brushes, fabricate a story saying that I shoplifted despite there being cameras capturing my every single move. I don't know, call me white trash, slut shame me, I don't know. The possibilities are endless. Not the ideal candidate for a retail position, I wouldn't imagine. I wonder what her best mate Tamara thinks of her new retail career. Also, is Olivia trying to get her foot into the door of the beauty industry? Possibly to follow in the footsteps of her idol, Domenica? Looks like it. XLXL. Speaking of Olivia and her controversial antics on Married at First Sight, her behaviour has been so appalling that even her mother has had to go into hiding. One source tells So Dramatic that Olivia's mother, Sandy, is now also living under an alias. <laughs> she must have taken a leaf out of Andrew Davis's book. I mean, James Andrew or James Davis, whatever name he's going by at the time of this recording. The source said, Sandy Fraser has had to change her name on Facebook because of all the flack from her vile daughter. Savage. <laughs> she hasn't changed the URL, though. They then sent the profile, and yes, Sandy is now going under the name of Lizzie. I'm not going to repeat the last name because I don't want anyone to go and contact her and harass her, but it is not Fraser. Honestly, I'm surprised that the whole family hasn't had to go into witness protection yet, to be honest. XOXO. Now, whilst Olivia's mom appears to have gone into hiding... Olivia is out and about, hashtag living her best life. Last weekend, Olivia was in Noosa with her hostage husband, Jackson, and they were spotted by one so dramatic spy who sent us this. Hi girl, got some tea, a sighting of Olivia and Jackson from Noosa Heads last week. We saw them at the surf club and it was very, very awkward. They sat with brackets, I think Jackson's parents, right in the middle of the outdoor seating area so everyone would pass by and see them. Kinda annoying, but they looked happy. Here's my sneaky video to my sister-in-law. My mother-in-law is an Aussie born Italian and her name is Domenica, hence the Dom joke. Love your work, keep up the Lord's work, much love, member of the drama and honorary member by marriage of the Salami Army. They then sent a video of them trying to capture this sighting. Let me play the audio from that video now. It is showing her pretty much just trying to zoom in on Olivia and then it pans to the mother-in-law who has a very iconic moment. Bet you were having lunch. Yep. And. <laughs> Can't on, this, is lady. That's Olivia. And Jackson is over there. And, uh. Mum, what were you going to say? I'll go say, up like. say hi, my name's Dominica. How are you? Want wine. <laughs> <laughs> Even the grandmothers know an Olivia from a Domenica. We love to see it. XOXO. This week, one of our spies had a very interesting sighting slash observation to make. It was a scene that we all seem to miss during Married at First Sight that I think definitely needs to be brought to light. It must have got lost amongst all of that Olivia trash. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Not really tea, but I think Sam needs calling out. She got a pretty good edit and flew under the radar with her fake nice girl act when she's just as nasty and high school as the mean girl group that she was a part of. No one seems to have ever mentioned the conversation that took place on the couch between Sam and Tamara in episode 36 just as Brent is arriving outside. In the clip, the following was said, Sam, I don't know what you're going to do with Brent. Tamara, what do you mean? Sam, if he says something to you, I'm going to smash my glass in his face, which Tamara finds extremely funny. Tamara, what's he going to say to me? Sam, I don't know if he speaks some words to you. Tamara, thank you. I love you. And then she hugs Sam. The spy then asked, so now smashing a glass is absolutely fine and even amusing, especially if it's actually in someone's face. The maturity of these women is just unbelievably juvenile. And to think Sam believes she has the intelligence and eloquence to run a business with a mentality like this. Great questions. Honestly, how did I miss this? With comments like that, in the bin too. Oh my God. Oh my God. This week, I've been catching up and watching SAS Australia. And man, am I devo that I'm so late to the party. How did I sleep on this Lockie and Paulie drama? Dramatic scenes indeed. So at the time of this show airing, Lockie Gilbert copped a lot of flack for his behavior on the show. And he was labeled a bully for his treatment towards Paulie. Now, when I was watching this back, knowing all of the stuff that was reported at the time, I was so confused. I even posted on my Instagram stories asking everyone like what had I missed because I actually thought Paulie was the bad guy in this situation and I couldn't see what the fuss was all about about Lockie which is controversial for me I know I think I'd be the first person to call Lockie out but I think that Paulie was behaving like such a brat he was always sabotaging the group he was never cooperating not a team player, which he actually even admitted himself. Honestly, I was in so much shock watching this. Then whilst I was watching, I did some digging and I got some intel from some SAS insiders who claimed that Lockie's comments were actually soundbited a lot during the show and that he was given an unfair edit whilst Paulie was given a favorable edit. They said, the edit for Loki was fucked. No one was on Paulie's side, but Channel Seven are backing Paulie's new show, hence his edit. The insider also claimed that no one on set liked Paulie and still don't even to this day. They said Paulie is not in any of the group chats with the contestants, and even Aunt Middleton follows everyone but Paulie. I think that says it all. The insider also revealed that they suspected that Paulie was possibly even a mole planted on set to be difficult and cause tension for drama. They explained. When the contestants were getting their microphones put on each day, they would go into groups into this room with the crew, but Paulie always went in there alone. We all suspect that he was planted as a mole to stir up drama this season. He would steal the other contestants' belongings and deliberately be late so he would get everyone in trouble. Well, that would make a lot of sense if true, because the stuff he was doing honestly was so frustrating and definitely couldn't have been an accident in my opinion oh my god oh my god now a quick correction from last week's episodes two corrections actually about our good mate steve burley now first of all he's not 60 he's 55 close enough and he's not a barber he used to own a barber shop but back in july 2021 he shut it down to pursue a career in real estate however So Dramatic can confirm that Steve is no longer working in real estate either. He's now working as a laborer. One So Dramatic spy sends us this. Hey, very minor update on Steve from maths years ago. He's not working as a barber or in real estate. He's actually been working as a laborer at the Melbourne Grand Prix. My ex was working with him. He was asking him for more laboring jobs when the Grand Prix finishes as well. The work goes until early May as they take it all down. Then he's unemployed unless he picks up more labouring jobs. Hope you feel better soon. Thanks. Surely a labourer slash soon-to-be unemployed guy is not up to tomorrow's standards in her new world order of job rankings. Now, speaking of Tamara, as we know, don't forget I have a whole explosive episode of Tamara Tea dropping today at the same time. It is live now. Make sure you go and listen to it straight after this episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Honey Badger, former Bachelor Nick Cummins, recently revealed that he was expecting his first little badger cub with girlfriend Alexandra George. However, it looks like a baby isn't the only exciting news that Nick has to share. Our amazing online journalist, Indy Brummelin, attended the Byron Bay's Blues Fest, over the Easter weekend and was lucky enough to attend Pete Murray's set. Now, Pete, who was on SAS Australia with Nick, actually spilled tea during that set that Nick and Alexandra have already got married. The singer gave a shout out to the Honey Badger and his wife, keyword being wife, during his performance he said i'm dedicating this song to my good friend nick cummins and his wife alexandra who are expecting a baby so was it just a slip of the tongue or did pete just announce to a whole crowd of festival goers that not only is the honey badger a dad to be but also a husband and has secretly eloped now this secret elopement makes a lot of sense because their romantic getaway at Tangaluma Resort in October actually sparked engagement rumors amongst fans. So Nick had posted a photo of him and Alexandra drinking cocktails at sunset at the resort and fans flocked to the comment section of the post to ask if he had proposed to Alex. One eagle-eyed fan asked, am I the only one that was checking that finger? Another said, when are you gonna put a ring on that finger, Nick? One person also said that it was the same spot where they proposed to their wife. Alex recently shared a number of loved up photos and videos on Instagram for Nick's birthday and this seemed to add even more fuel to the fire. She wrote, happy birthday my love, may life be like this with you forever. Again, keyword forever. So good to see that the Honey Badger has found his happily ever after. Oh my God. Oh my God. Big Brother's first ever All-Stars series, Back to the Future, will be hitting our screens next month. So Dramatic already revealed the All-Stars lineup back in October last year. And now I'm going to reveal some of the new cast members. So far, only one Big Brother contestant has been officially announced. That is a model named Josh. However, So Dramatic has found the identity of three more contestants who will be competing on the series against the All-Stars. The first is JC. He's a TikTok singer-songwriter. A source tells So Dramatic, he is telling everyone he went on and made it to the top six. He also did the I'm going away message on Instagram before they did filming. I went and found this post and yep, on the 9th of October last year, he wrote... I'm taking a break from social media and putting my phone down. I've got some of my favorite music scheduled for release, so keep an ear out. But as for now, my accounts will be run by my management. Talk soon. I love you guys. Hashtag detox. Hashtag greatness era. Sounds like he's been taking some tips from Tully Smythe. Now, JC has 1.3 million followers on TikTok. The source who knows JC said he used to do some cool remix videos because he's a rapper. But then he went super cringe and started getting his friends to pretend to be listening to his music and that he'd caught them or they fangirled over him. It was super weird. All the comments are saying how sad it looked. I will put some of these videos up at sodramaticonline.com if you would like to take a look. Now competing alongside JC will be Survivor, Blood vs Water star, Jordy Hansen's ex-girlfriend. Not the one I had on the podcast, the other one. So Geordie was dating her just before he went on Survivor and then started dating Ash, who was on the podcast. This ex-girlfriend's name is Alicia Campbell, and she already has quite a few reality TV connections, including Love Island's Dom Thomas and Todd Elton, big brothers Katie Williams, Charlotte and Alexandra McChrystal and Gabe Christie, The Bachelor's Damien Stone and Pascal Wallace. So hopefully they can give her some pointers on how to bring the drama. The third contestant competing on Big Brother Back to the Future this season is Melanie Todd. She knows Married at First Sight's Jamie Gardner, Claire Verrill, Ashley Arvin. The Bachelor's Alex Nation, Leroy Elliott, Georgia Love, Leah Costa, Chanel Tang, Florence, Tara Pavlovich. She also knows Big Brothers Christina Potagliano and Alan Liang. Love Island's Anna McAvoy and Josh and Luke Packham. She also knows Survivor's Bait and Cook, as well as Farmer Wants a Wife's Jackie Faulkner. <laughs> I'm out of breath. It would have just been easier for me to say who she doesn't know in the reality TV world. The reality TV pyramid scheme expands to even greater heights. A friend of Melanie's says that she is an absolute ball of energy and will bring some excitement to the show. I'm going to post photos of all of these contestants up at SoDramaticOnline.com. That is live now if you would like to put faces to the names. Oh my god, oh my god. Last week, So Dramatic dropped an exclusive, explosive episode with the ex-girlfriend Friend of Survivor Blood vs. Water star Geordie Hansen, who he dumped for former Bachelorette Sam Frost. Now, after the episode went up, the backlash was swift, with Sam Frost taking to the comment section of the post on Instagram to defend herself and Geordie and share her version of events. Now, Sam has since deleted her comments. However, you guys know by now that I always keep the receipts. And I've got screenshots of what Sam said. I'm going to read them out for you now. Sam wrote, Ashley and Geordie were dating for only three weeks. Labeling me a homewrecker is absolutely ridiculous. We started hanging out well after they broke up. Publishing false claims without asking for a comment from Geordie or myself is defamation. Ashley is obviously hurting, which I would wish on anyone. <laughs> I think she meant I wouldn't wish on anyone. But going on a podcast, spreading lies probably isn't the right way to go about it. Kiss. One fan then responded to her and said, The amount of time they were dating is irrelevant. They were in a relationship and had a long history prior. This doesn't give anyone the right to be treated like this. Nothing Ash said throughout the podcast is a lie. This is her side of the story, which she is more than obliged to comment on. Another person said, I agree. Sam then responded and said, It's defamatory because what she is claiming isn't true. One person then replied and said, only three weeks? Yeah, don't worry, babe, you're a fabulous person. I mean, people's feelings certainly don't matter after three weeks, surely. Sam then clapped back and said, of course they matter, but she has claimed they were in a long term relationship, which is false. One person then replied to Sam and said, Geordie was in a relationship and there's a lot of evidence, including messages, flight tickets, phone calls, photos and videos to prove that he had a girlfriend at this time. So I'm unsure which part you think is defamatory. It's only defamatory if it's a lie. And that certainly isn't. This person must know, Ash, I'm assuming. Sam then responded and said, I'm not denying they were in a relationship, but they weren't in a long-term relationship. Hold on. So first of all, she was saying he was single when they started dating and now she's saying he wasn't in a long-term relationship. She continued, but they weren't in a long-term relationship. They spent a total of two weeks together and I had nothing to do with their breakup. We weren't even talking during that time. So the only truth is they dated and then they broke up. Now he has a new girlfriend, which is me. Unfortunately, it's obvious Ashley is upset and hurt, which is completely understandable. Breakups are truly awful, but this does not have anything to do with me. So my name should not be getting dragged through all of this. Erin Muller, who I guess is Ashley's sister, relative, they've got the same last name, wrote, no part of this is a lie. Ashley and Jordy have been on and off for six to seven years. She also never called you a homewrecker. That was the article. She's been very mature through all of this. Sam then said, That also isn't true. I'm pretty sure his long-term girlfriend for all those previous years to Ashley would disagree as well. Erin then said, She's my sister. I think I'd know. This on-off relationship between them has been doing my head in for years. I know all of the girlfriends, boyfriends they've had in between. Anyway, beside the point, she didn't call you a homewrecker or say anything bad about the either of you. Just saying what happened and what hurt her. Sam then said, I have absolutely nothing to do with this. So my name should not be getting dragged through all of this rubbish. Sam then responded to another person saying, "Jord has been very open and honest about his relationships and dating history. He actually spoke very highly of Ashley and said nothing but nice things. The very first time we hung out, he told me he had recently broke up with her. He was really upset because he knew that she was hurt, but he just didn't feel the same which is sad and heartbreaking for both parties, but I had nothing to do with it. So I don't know why I'm falsely being labeled a homewrecker. Sam then wrote to another person, I can tell you right now what happened. We were both single when we started hanging out. It was fun. So we hung out some more. Ash's sister Erin then said, nobody's saying that's not what happened. And Ash said in the podcast that she hopes you knew the whole story. There's actually no bad blood. Now, after this exchange in the comment section on Instagram, which was very spicy, Sam then contacted me directly to defend herself even more. Now, I'm not going to read out her DMs on here. However, I will read them out on the Patreon if you would like to hear what Sam had to say. I will be uploading a bonus episode onto Patreon right now. It's live now. If you would like to go listen, there is a link in the show notes. Now, following this, if that wasn't enough trauma, the Daily Mail reported that Sam and Geordie had split and cited the podcast that Ash did, this podcast, as the reason for their split. And again of course they did not credit so dramatic but still had the audacity to blame us for the breakup however the joke was on them because a few hours after their story was published sam frost posted this to her stories she shared a screenshot of a message she got which read yo 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 how are you my love is everything okay saw on the news app that you and Jord broke up so just wanted to check in and see if that was lies sam then replied with a screenshot of herself and geordie in bed with the dog And she wrote, nah, it's the Daily Mail, so it must be true. Lol, love that clap back. Well done, Sam. Also, Sam has an entire highlight on Instagram dedicated to Geordie, and that was still up. So I definitely don't think that they have broken up. Now this week, I also received a super scandalous tip-off about why Sam split from her bachelor final pick, Sasha. Now this tip-off is, way too scandalous to read on this podcast, but I will read it on Patreon where I cannot get into as much trouble, along with Sam's DMs to me. So if you want more tea on this little saga, head to Patreon. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to listen. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. It's a case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, investigating a problematic and unethical post made by Married at First Sight's Martha Califatidis recently. Now, I do want to give a little shout out to our amazing online journalist, Indy Brummelin, who wrote this amazing piece for us at SoDramaticOnline.com and did all of the legwork on it. So well done, Indy. Now, a content warning for this next story as well. It does discuss mental health and may be distressing to some listeners. If you or anyone you know is struggling and needs support, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. So Martha recently posted on her Instagram story suggesting vitamins stop her from checking herself in into a psych ward now, in case you missed it, in March, the former Married at First Sight bride also copped criticism after sharing an Instagram story in which she said the N word multiple times while singing along to Nicki Minaj's Only. Now, one of the influencer's followers has raised the flag on another disturbing and unethical post in which Martha advertised JS Health Vitamins. The Instagram story, which is believed to have been posted in early March, showed the 33 year old spruking the brand's stress and anxiety tablets. However, her 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 endorsement came with the implication that these vitamins can be used as a substitute for mental health support. She said, last week I was ready to check myself into a psych ward, doing better thanks to the stress and anxiety vitamins. She then implored viewers to see the next slide in which she posted a link to a product alongside a screenshot of the JS Health storefront. Martha then wrote underneath a 24-hour discount code, you know I've got you covered for a discount. Now the so dramatic spy who actually sent in these receipts said, I'm surprised no one has flagged her Instagram stories from a couple of weeks ago about the pretty disturbing, unethical and insensitive way she advertised the JS Health stress and anxiety tablets. It's unethical and misleading to claim that a stress and anxiety vitamin will have the same effect as professional help if your mental health is as bad as she said if you're ready to check yourself into a psych ward, you should not be setting up vulnerable people to believe something so unrealistic about the performance of the product. They then added that it's gross to use insensitive and deceptive language in the promotion of the vitamins. The spy then said that the issue is made worse by the fact that Martha is getting paid to profit off people's poor mental health. Now, as someone who has been to a mental health facility in the past, as Martha would call it, a psych ward, and who is currently on medication for mental health, I did find this post extremely triggering and extremely insensitive and when you are in that state, when you are literally wanting to check into a psych ward, a vitamin is not going to help you. I honestly don't know how she thought that that was okay to say and professional help is obviously always the best course of action. Now according to the Australian government's Department of Health, vitamins are classed as a therapeutic good and therefore should come with consumer protections especially when it comes to them being Advertised. The Therapeutic Goods Administration, the TGA, states that influencers must not claim that a product can diagnose, treat, or cure a serious condition when promoting products pertaining to individuals' health. Based on the wording of Martha's JS Health promotion, the Instagram story is in violation of the social media code put forward by the TGA. Now, the TGA's guidelines also state that therapeutic goods should be chosen on the basis of clinical need, not through the persuasion of influencers. Last week, Indy spoke to registered psychologist Rachel Tomlinson of Toward Being, who told So Dramatic that it is very concerning when influencers make sweeping statements about mental health. She said, Mental health and treatment are unique to a person and should take into account their history, diagnosis, current and past treatments, allergies, preferences. This is where the trouble with sweeping statements about cures on social media form. They aren't targeted or personalized, which is very concerning when a large group receive this generalized or incorrect information and potentially try it or forego evidence-based and research-based treatment discussed with a treating professional. Rachel added that there isn't anything wrong with individuals making their own decisions about their personal mental health treatment. However, the issue is when this information is being recommended by someone who isn't a relevant and appropriately qualified health professional. Now, Rachel also told So Dramatic that mental health advice should be high quality and delivered by an appropriately skilled professional. This allows support to be tailored to the individual. However, when posted on social media, such advice runs the risk of harm. She said it can be dangerous when people who have the trust of their followers make recommendations outside of their wheelhouse and skill set. In addition, breaking down or simplifying mental health conditions or diagnosis as being cured by vitamins alone can be damaging to people who need genuine help. Accordingly, the implications of social media mental health advice can devalue and invalidate the lived experience of a person with mental health issues. It doesn't acknowledge the lifelong struggles that many people face. It also doesn't show the strength it takes for people to reach out and access support or the work taken to break habits or build up strategies and skills to address their mental health. It also reduces the opportunity for people to explore and work through triggers or situations that impact their well-being to support their recovery now and into the future. Now that is a brief summary of Rachel's advice in relation to what Martha posted. If you would like to read her full statement and explanation about the damaging effects this type of post can have, please head to sodramaticonline.com. So Dramatic has also reached out to both J.S. Health and Martha for comment. Now, whilst we are yet to hear a reply from J.S. Health or Martha, one listener who felt similarly triggered by Martha's post contacted J.S. Health and did manage to get a reply from them. They wrote to So Dramatic, Hi Megan, I was wondering if you'd heard back from J.S. Health regarding Martha's mental health post. I'm only asking as it really struck a nerve with me and I sent them a message. I got a reply from them today. I'm still fuming about the post. I really hope that the post is acknowledged because being a mental health advocate, Martha should be ashamed of herself. Now, this is the reply that this person received from JS Health on Instagram. Hello, Jess has often and honestly spoken about her own struggles with mental health, and this is an issue very close to her heart and something we are incredibly passionate about here at JS Health. We encourage anyone suffering to reach out to health practitioners and get the support they need, whatever that looks like. For some, that may be natural remedies or lifestyle changes. For others, medication is necessary and an important part of their recovery. Martha's post was not approved by us prior to posting. We have been dealing with this incident internally. Now, full disclosure... I really do believe this statement from JS Health that they had not approved the content Martha posted because I've actually worked with JS Health in the past. So I actually know firsthand how strict they are about what you can and can't say. I actually do use JS Health vitamins. I use a number of their supplements. And when I did the post for them, they provided very strict guidelines about what I was legally allowed to say. And they also approved all content before I posted it. So I'm glad to hear that JS Health are looking into this because it was very, very negligent that this type of content went out into the public. Morning, Oh my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That is not all the tea I've got for you drama queens today. As you know, I've dropped another episode today, episode 178 with all of the Tamara tea from those abusive voicemails. Go and listen to that right now. I have also dropped some content on Patreon, the Sam Frost stuff, Sam's DMs to me and the explosive tea about why she split from Sasha. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please, I beg of you, do your Christian service and rate me five stars. Leave a review, follow, subscribe to all of the things. We also still have a couple of Domenica's t-shirts available at the So Dramatic store. There's a link in the show notes if you would like to get yourself some of the memorabilia. You do not want to miss out on that. Guys, make sure you're also subscribed to our daily show. We have piping hot tea dropping on the other So Dramatic Daily podcast every single day at 5 p.m., Monday to Friday. And we also have our amazing tea spilling website, sodramaticonline.com for tea hourly, minutely, secondly up on there. And make sure you're following us on all of our social media channels. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. There is a link in the show notes for all of those. And most importantly please keep sending in your tips, sightings, spottings, receipts, everything to tips at sodramaticmedia.com or slide into our DMs. I will see you guys in the next episode right now with all of the Tamara tea. And we also have our very first Married at First Sight interview dropping on Thursday. So much TVing spilt this week, guys. Buckle up. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. <laughs> Oh my God, oh my God. So dramatic with Megan Pascetto.